I'm John Carter in Babylon, the greatest city of the ancient world. This is Nebuchadnezzar's summer palace. It doesn't look much now. Once upon a time, the greatest building in the ancient world, absolutely splendid, glorious, magnificent. And here, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, had an amazing dream. In his dream, he saw a great metal man, head of gold, chest of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, feet part of iron, part of clay. And then, you're listening? A tremendous stone came and smashed into the image. Now you say, so what? Well, I'll tell you. This dream tells the history of the human race. And I want you to come with me right now from Babylon to downtown Los Angeles, to the beautiful Shrine Auditorium, and I'm going to explain to you this dream of destiny. Welcome today to the Carter Report. Prophecy. It's used to peer into the future, but it must be learned from the past. The Carter Report presents Focus on Prophecy. From the Shrine Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles, John Carter unravels the mysteries of Bible prophets and brings modern meaning to this ancient book. And now, John Carter. So, we say goodbye to Persia. Babylon went down, and then Persia quickly followed. It was overthrown, of course, by the Greeks. Alexander the Great, this Fireball, this man who seemed possessed by a divine energy, came on the scene and took on the Persians, destroyed their empire, and then the great Greek empire ruled the world. This building, of course, is the Parthenon, which is dedicated to the great mother goddess. It goes back to 500 B.C. It was in a beautiful state of preservation until about uh, 1670 when the Greeks and the Turks had a fight and blew the thing to pieces. Over here is Mars Hill, and this is the marketplace where the Apostle Paul in New Testament days disputed with the Grecian uh, philosophers and scholars. The store on the right-hand screen, which was put together by the American uh, archaeological expedition. And so, Babylon went down, Medo-Persia went down. Then the Greeks went down, and they were followed by the power of Rome. This is history. These are the legs of Rome. The Roman soldiers were perhaps the best in the world. Their architecture is still standing today in the old city of Rome. This is the great monarchy of the Iron Legs. The Pantheon, the temple for all the gods, where all the gods of the Romans were kept. And uh, that, of course, is the Colosseum. The Christians, incidentally, were not thrown to the lions in the Colosseum. They were thrown to the lions at the Circus Maximus. They had uh, the gladiators fighting in the Colosseum. The Colosseum held about 50,000 people. And even though it was a, a place of awful butchery and bloodshed, it was not where they killed the Christians. They killed the Christians at the Circus Maximus. That is the Arch of Titus. And the picture there on the screen is tremendously significant because it shows the seven golden candlesticks taken out of the temple in Jerusalem that was overthrown by Titus in 70 A.D. Now listen as you've never listened to me before. Tomorrow night I'm going to talk on the Jew, the Arab, and Jerusalem. This is going to be the most incredible experience of your whole human existence. 
an amazing story. I'm going to tell you the story, the true story about the Jews, the Arab, and Jerusalem, and the coming of a super prince who would take away all hatred between those people. You won't want to miss that tomorrow night. The seven golden candlesticks taken out of the temple. Jesus Christ, 40 years before the temple was overthrown in 70 AD, predicted that this temple would be completely destroyed. Jesus said the great temple would be raised to the ground. Jesus said the whole temple site would be, would be destroyed. And the prophecy was absolutely fulfilled. I'm also going to tell you the prophecy tomorrow night about how some people escaped when it appeared as though, as though escape would be absolutely impossible. The program tomorrow night is amazing and wonderful. It'll take your breath away. So there we have the power of the Romans who overthrew the Jews in 70 AD. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you another text now, and then we're going to talk about the last world empire. Daniel 2 and verse 41 to 43. Look at verse 40 again, please, to give you the context. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. Now tell me, come on, what is the fourth kingdom? Tell me loud, come on. Are you sure it's Rome? You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a cynic by nature. I really am. I don't, I don't think I get taken in easily. But I'm absolutely convinced. There's no doubt about it. The head of gold, what was the head of gold? Come on, tell me, what was the head of gold? That's Babylon. And the chest of silver. That's Medo-Persia. And what about the belly? That's Greece. And the legs of iron, what is that? That's Rome. That's the power, my friend, that put Jesus Christ on the cross. That was the power that had the great spirit of the Antichrist. Did you know that? Rome, pagan Rome, had the, had the spirit and the power of the Antichrist. That was an intolerant power. Whenever you've got religious intolerance and people persecuting people and hating people for the love of God, there you've got the spirit of the Antichrist. I want to tell you that. And so here you've got the great power of Rome. So let's read on and see what comes after this, please. Verse 41. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, now, please say those next words with me so you don't think I'm making it up. Would you say it with me, please? Come on. The kingdom shall be... The kingdom shall be what? The kingdom... Come on, tell me again in case I'm getting it wrong. The kingdom is going to be what? The kingdom is going to be divided. Now, I don't think I've got any room over there. Number one is Babylon. Number two, uh, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome... We'll have to put point number five over here. But after Rome, point number five, you have, what does it say? It's going to be divided or you're going to have division. Is that, is that what it says? Or am I simply making this up? No, it says that. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and then it says you're going to have division. Now listen to me, my skeptic, if there are some skeptics here, and I hope we can fill the place with skeptics and atheists. Listen, because they're the people I want to hear these things. Between the years 300 and 500 AD, the Roman Empire was not followed by another world empire. The Roman Empire broke up into the kingdoms and the states of Europe. 
the Huns, the Heruli, the, the Visigoths, and all of those people, the Franks became the French, the Anglo-Saxons, the, the British, and uh, Rome was not followed by another empire like Babylon was followed by Medo-Persia. Rome was divided into the kingdoms and the states of Europe exactly as the prophet said two and a half thousand years ago. Now, you know, people say to me, now listen, people say, uh, I say, now look, tell me, please be honest with me. Was the prophecy fulfilled? I have said it around the world to people. And everybody has said, yes, the prophecy was fulfilled. But I've had some people say, it was just a good guess. I want to say to you, you guess is good. It is inconceivable that a man two and a half thousand years ago should be so accurate without the help of the Almighty God. It's a hot morning to be climbing around what's left of Nebuchadnezzar's summer palace. Once upon a time this was one of the marvels of the world. Today it's absolutely nothing. As I've been walking around here this morning, one great thought has been pounding into this mind of mine. As I've been picking up the old bricks, many of them covered with the ancient Babylonian cuneiform. There's one right down there, right here. You've got the, the actual cuneiform written on it. One great thought has been pounding in my mind. You can believe the Bible. Would you like to know why? Because Babylon is in the very condition today that the Bible said it would be in when the Bible was written 2,700 years ago. The prophet Isaiah said that this, the greatest city of the ancient world, would be absolutely destroyed. Listen, I have a conviction that I want to share with you today. My eyes have seen prophecy fulfilled. I have seen it with my own eyes. I believe not just because of faith, but I believe because of overwhelming evidence. Listen to me. I want to put some of that evidence right into your hands. And therefore, I want you to call me now. The telephone number is now appearing on the screen. Or if you prefer, write to me, John Carter, care of the Carter Report, Box 3390, Hollywood, California, 90028. This is John Carter reporting from Nebuchadnezzar's Summer Palace with a conviction, the Bible is true. It is inconceivable that a man two and a half thousand years ago should be so accurate without the help of the Almighty God. And he says this. He says that God showed it to him. He says, I didn't know this myself. He said to, to Nebuchadnezzar, I don't know these things. I don't know these things. But he said, there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. You see, now it was divided, and you can't dispute that. It was divided. Now read on a little further, because it gets even more interesting. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, some strong and some weak, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it.
just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Uh, keep reading. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of man. Now, stop there. It says... When the Fourth Empire is divided, when the Roman Empire is divided, as it was, and America came out of that division. America eventually came out of that division. They came out of the division of the Fourth Empire. And the prophet said that some, some of the kingdoms are going to be strong and some are going to be weak. But then it goes on to say they're going to mingle themselves with the seed of men. You know what that's referring to? Marriage. And so it says, the kings, the states of Europe in their frantic desire to bring about political unity are going to stop at nothing. They're going to do all they can to bring about unity. They're going to have common markets. They're going to have common marriages. Did you know even today all the, the royal houses of Europe are united because they're all down from Queen Victoria? They've done everything. Man has done everything. Charlemagne, uh, the Kaiser, and Hitler all tried to bring about unity to Europe. You see. But history says Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome, division, and all the attempts to bring about another world empire. But then it says those attempts are doomed. They cannot happen. Let me read on. Please read on with me, and I have history on my side. And as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of man, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. It says they will do everything. They will do everything to bring about unity. They may have unity for a little while. They may have the clay and the iron sticking together. But it says nothing, no nothing can bring about permanent unity to the division of the European powers. That's what it says. And ladies and gentlemen... The last two and a half thousand years have been accurately predicted by that prophecy. That prophecy has come to pass. And I want to tell you, as the ancient Egyptians said on such occasions, here you see the finger of the Almighty God. Don't walk out of this meeting and say that the Bible is just a lot of myths. This book that you're holding in your hand is not just the writing of a man you are holding in your hands the supernatural work of almighty God not an ordinary book and you say what's going to happen next well the prophet tells you that too I want you to notice it the best part is still to come. Verse 44. <laughs> and in the days of these kings. You hear that? In the days of these kings, the powers of Europe, 
the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these earthly kingdoms. It shall stand forever. Inasmuch much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that of broken pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Now listen. Just you listen before you go home. There was a Babylon, there was a Nebuchadnezzar, there was a Belshazzar, there was a Cyrus. Everything the Bible said about it was true. What the skeptics said was wrong. They've been wrong a million times. Babylon was once the greatest city of the ancient world. But to look at it today, it's just a, a heap of ruins, just a heap of old broken bricks. Would you like to know why? Well, I'll tell you why. 2,700 years ago, a prophet by the name of Isaiah said that the greatest city of the world would be reduced to absolute chaos and rubble. Now, on occasions I meet people and who, who say to me, I, I couldn't believe the Bible, they say. They say, I couldn't believe the Bible because it's just a matter of blind faith. I say to them, it is not a case of blind faith, it is a case of overwhelming evidence. I have seen the evidence that proves that this book, the Bible, is absolutely true. Now listen to me. Are you listening there? I'd like to share this evidence with you. Better still, I'd like to place it in your hands. I'd like to give it to you. Write to me for the evidence of Bible prophecy. John Carter, care of the Carter Report, Box 3390, Hollywood, California, 90028. Or, or better still, why don't you call me? The telephone number is now appearing on the screen. Call me now and let me give you the evidence of Bible prophecy that proves that the Bible is the Word of God. This is John Carter reporting from Nebuchadnezzar's summer palace, reporting with a conviction, the Bible is true. Babylon, the head of gold, was followed by the chest of silver, Medo-Persia, the two arms, Medo and Persia. The belly of bronze is Greece. The legs of iron, Rome. The feet of iron and clay represent the breakup of the Roman Empire. The mingling with the seeds of men is a reference to political attempts through marriage and other means to bring about another world empire. And then when you come right down to the very end, the great stone comes. You sit down, I figure I can too. Now listen, are you ever worried about the future? I'm not a bit worried about the future. Doesn't worry me at all. You know why? 
Almighty God is in charge of it. Hear that? People are worried about, people have said to me, you know, we don't have to worry anymore about the Russians. They're going to become our buddies. Uh, we're a bit worried about perhaps Iraq if it gets the bomb or South Africa or uh, Colonel Gaddafi. What say if he gets the bomb? Listen, I want to tell you folks something. None of those men, including the United States of America, none of those leaders are in charge of this earth. God is in charge. He is in charge of history. He's in charge of history. When you go home tonight and uh, your brain is just whirling with this information, you're going to do what I'm doing now. You're going to sit down, but on your bed, and you're going to say, wow, that was quite a meeting. That was really quite a meeting. And then you're going to do what I'm going to do. You're going to take off your shoes, unless you go to bed with your shoes on. I'm told Californians do in case there's an earthquake. <laughs> but you're going to take off your shoes. And when you take off your shoes, just before you get into bed, you're going to look down and you're going to see ten toes. At least I hope you do. <laughs> and as you sit there beside your bed, before you get into bed and fall asleep, you're going to think of this great metal man. And you're going to say to yourself, where are we living? Well, we're not up in the head. No, no, no. Not in the chest. No, no, no. That's a long time ago. Not in the belly. No. Not in the legs. Not even in the feet. We're down in the toes of time. And the next great event is the coming of this great divine stone of destiny. My American friends, listen to me because this is more important than anything you've ever heard. We are living in the most important era in the history of the human race, and a tremendous event is about to take place. We're living down in the toes. And then, as you get into bed, I hope you're going to go to sleep and sleep well knowing that God is in control. But there's something else. I want you to remember this little poem that my mother taught me when I was a little boy in Australia. First, she taught me this, taught me to sing it, but I wouldn't sing it to you because I like you too much. But this is how it goes. First, the Babylonian kingdom ruled the world. Then, Medo-Persia's banners were unfurled. Then after Greece held universal sway, Rome seized the scepter. Where are we today? Down in the feet made of iron and clay, weak and divided, 
soon to pass away. What will the next great glorious drama be? Christ and his coming and eternity. The dream is certain and the interpretation is sure for it is written. Tonight you have come face to face with the power of the Almighty God. Listen to him. I want to have prayer with you. Would you bow your heads with me? Our Father in heaven, what a dream. What a meeting. What a message. What a destiny. God, not even the greatest skeptic, if he's honest, can deny the historicity, the fulfillment of this prophecy. Babylon was followed by Medo-Persia. Medo-Persia was followed by Greece. Greece was followed by Rome. Rome was divided, God. And now we're living in the time of the toes when the stone is coming, the great stone of the kingdom of God is coming. That's good news because it tells us we don't need to fear hydrogen bombs. We don't need to fear, fear nuclear wipeout. God is on his throne. God is in charge. And what we need tonight, Lord, is to get the world with its bright lights out of our eyes and to somehow make contact with our Creator God. And God tonight, by the Spirit of the living God, bring faith into our hearts. Open our spiritual eyes that we may see and teach us tonight to know you and to love you and to follow you because in knowing you we will find the secret to life we will find peace and happiness and joy and at last a place in eternity bless these dear people for Jesus sake amen